What's up lovers and friends? It's me and I'm back with another episode of Lover Goddess, the show where I talk about all things divine feminine, sexuality, and whatever else I feel like. (laughs) And self-love. I just forgot for a second. Um, I'm in New Orleans. I'm loving it. And I have had so many encounters with my ancestors manifesting as many different things from energy to seeing or recognizing my ancestors in the natural world, especially with birds. I've never really had this thought until I moved here, but maybe it's because I got super high (laughs) but I was sitting and thinking about how much sense it would make if our angels and ancestors were birds they're always flying above us keeping an eye on things calling and cackling and singing about god knows what really and I have a very close connection with the natural world just because maybe because of my Taurian nature or what have you. So I've been thinking a lot about my ancestors, my spirit guides, my angels as birds. For some of you, you're like, what the hell? You sound crazy. And for others, maybe you've had the same thought. One thing that solidified it for me, though, was just yesterday I was reading tarot in my living room. And I was calling in my angels, ancestors, and spirit guides to preside over the tarot reading to make sure I'm giving someone the best possible information that I could give them in that moment based off of their question. And right as I was doing that, a little sparrow came to my window, the living room window. He was sitting sideways. I don't know how he did it. But he's sitting there and he's tapping on my window with his beak. Just tap, tap, and then looks at me and I smile and I say thank you and it flies away. Birds as ancestors. Why am I talking about this? Well, one of my most recently crossed ancestors is my grandmother. And I know that she is one of my spirit guides ever since she left when I was in high school. Um, She died officially of emphysema, but um, yeah, ever since she passed, I've felt perhaps even more connected with her than when she was alive. That's because I was really young. I hadn't really discovered myself or my values or what I think or really anything. It was me observing my grandmother through my nuclear family's very like conservative and Republican point of view. My grandma (laughs) was crazy in the best way and in the worst way. She was everything. And her birthday is August 3rd. It's coming up and I actually have that date tattooed on my forearm um, as a reminder. What's even more beautiful is um, Rena, my family member. She 
she's another grandmother figure for me and that's a story I'm not prepared to tell right now however about a week ago she called me and told me that she had been thinking a lot of my grandmother and that that was making her think about me and just the fact that she mentioned me and my grandmother in the same sentence meant a lot to me. If you can't tell by the sound of my voice, I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> and this wasn't even what I thought would be the emotional part, but my grandmother is a Leo woman. She is very strong and fierce and fiery and passionate. And guess what, y'all? I have a Leo moon and I feel like just by nature of being me, that I have her inside of me. And for so many reasons, that's true. Aside from the the fact of, you know, astrology and sharing a similar sign. But my point is, I love her. I miss her. And I know that she is leading me and guiding me and bitching at me about everything. (laughs) I have her on my altar. I talk to her out loud. I talk to her in my mind. And I highly encourage you, if you have any ancestors, loved ones that have passed on, their energy is still here with you. There are still soul contracts that they are fulfilling. They are still very much interested in your well-being, in communicating with you, in staying alive through your heart, through your memory, through all of it. I know that I can't um, speak to her the way that I normally would, but I can conjure her energy just by telling stories about her, imagining what her advice would be, you know, speaking to my other grandmother figure about her and um, just integrating those lessons, that energy, all of it, taking the best things, learning from the worst things and just improving The divine feminine is so gorgeous because it is everything all at once. And she did a phenomenal job, given her circumstances, with embodying and becoming the woman that she was, the woman that she is, the energy signature that she holds. As I speak about my grandmother, I would love it if you could conjure up in your mind a strong mother, matriarchal figure, you know, someone who has impacted you in a similar way or in a different way or whatever the case may be, just the divine feminine in general. It can be so many different things so many different things there is no limit to the power that we hold as members of the divine feminine and what does that mean it means anyone who identifies with that aspect of themselves we all hold a mix of masculine and feminine and this woman just did a hell of a job The older I get, the more that I realize I am just like my grandmother. I wrote something for her and about her that will be in one of my books whenever I get it done. I feel like I'm always rewriting and reinventing myself, so my book chapters keep getting longer and longer. But 
I wrote something called So Much of You Is Me. And I think it speaks to the idea that our ancestors, the DNA that is perpetuated within our bones and our bodies, that is... It's given to us. It's passed along. It's an inheritance. All of the the trauma, the issues, the unresolved anything that your mother, grandmother, great-grandmother has experienced. It then becomes the next generation's job to deal with and work through and learn from and overcome. So that was the idea here. I hope that as you listen to some of my experiences that it stirs inside of you some of your own, something to reflect on, to gain strength from, to anchor yourself in. My grandmother is my only regret. She passed when I was a sophomore in high school before I could ever acknowledge how much I needed the strength of my black matriarch. I struggled to reconcile her boisterously unpredictable personality with the ultra-conservative unit that was my nuclear family. Growing up, she was a figure shrouded in mystery and cigarette smoke. In many ways, she was everything that I was taught never to be. And yet, so much of you is me, Grandma. So much of you is me. I realized today that I don't know much about her upbringing. She was born Clarice Janine, excuse me, in Idaho Falls of all places and she remained there for the duration of her life. Her father, 17 years old at the time, skipped town after she was born. Similarly, her 30-something-year-old mother also found herself at a loss with the business of raising a baby. Consequently, my grandmother was raised by her grandmother, a cycle that repeated once my father came into this world. I can only imagine what Idaho must have been like for a melanated woman in 1935. Yet, as a Leo woman, she was not lacking in resolve. From everything I've been told, my grandmother's upbringing was unforgiving. Engaged at 18, she ultimately ran away from home rather than endure another one of her grandmother's whippings. She never looked back. 14 years later, her husband, William Mann Nobles II, died, leaving my 32-year-old grandmother alone to raise seven children. The weight of their young worlds fell on her shoulders. Grandma, how do you keep your back from breaking? My grandmother always stood her ground and was not opposed to using sheer force to get what she wanted. (laughs) Male or female, it didn't matter. If you stood between her and the outcome she desired, you'd likely lament it later. 
I hear my dad's laughter as he summons anecdotes about how she sent grown men frantically freeing her porch without having to lift a finger. She was fierce, unapologetically so. Nothing could break her or change her mind. According to family legend, she once barreled out of a moving vehicle after the driver vehemently refused to let her out. My grandma never took no for an answer. She created her own reality. These days, I conjure her up in my mind often. I call on her for strength when I feel that mine is lacking. I can see her sitting on her couch next to her 1970s green pillow that insists, sex, try it, you'll like it. She's drinking Sprite and cursing at the television. This woman certainly had a reputation and yet for me, it is her love that evokes my memories the most. The tears of joy she shed when we would surprise her with a visit, the pride in her voice when she spoke of us. My grandmother was many things. She was everything all at once. I didn't know how to reconcile that notion while she was alive. And now that I'm approaching my third decade of this life, you can tell this is old, I'm already 31. I understand how revolutionary her act of self-expression was, unapologetically free. I love you, Grandma. So much of you is me. <laughs> and even as I sit here in my closet, <laughs> with tears brimming in my eyes. I'm so full of joy and gratitude and I can feel her energy all around me. Our ancestors love us so much. They are still very much a part of this earth, very much invested in your life, in your decisions, and in getting, to, getting you to where you need to be, getting you to complete your life purpose, to fulfill those contracts and goals that you set for yourself before you came to this physical realm. If there's someone that you've lost and you haven't spoken to in a while, either in this realm or the next, I would encourage you to, to connect, to reach out, to talk out loud, to give your, your questions, your fears, your anxieties, your worries, to give them over to, to them, to ask them for help. I was watching recently um, an interview with Maya Angelou, another ancestor who I, I would love to place on my altar. Um, she's such a great example of self-love, a wonderful example of perseverance and service and creativity. I love her so much, but in the interview, 
she was expressing an idea that was so profound to me dealing with ancestors and she said anytime that you are feeling anxious afraid unsafe imagine that anyone who has ever loved you is with you right now protecting you invested in you and ensuring that everything goes in your favor imagine that your ancestors anyone that you have ever encountered is standing with you encouraging you sending you love and kindness and that is how you overcome your difficulties that is how you face your fears and that was so profound because i feel my grandmother all around me and isn't it entirely possible that we are surrounded by the spirit realm we are surrounded by energies that are here that love us that are trying to help us and even if it's only an imaginary visualization practice doesn't that feel really good (laughs) i would encourage you to entertain this thought as a reality how would that change things for you if you knew you had a team of ancestors of beings who love you and only want to see you succeed how would that change things for you when you walk into a room or when you face your challenges i know for me the simple fact of knowing that my grandmother is here makes me that much stronger that much braver in many ways i came from her she's in my bones and anything that i lack i can ask her for a little bit of (laughs) and you can do the same thing Happy birthday, Grandma. I love you so much. And for those of you who are still listening, I love you too. Go praise the ancestors. Go give thanks to someone. I'll talk to you later. Bye, y'all.